What's up, world? You're now listening to Boston's very own This Can't Be Life podcast. and gentlemen, you're now listening to K the Rebel. I'm one half of this Can't Be Life podcast. Unfortunately, Legend Eva is not present with me today. There were some scheduling conflicts um, as far as the guest that we're going to have on today. I will introduce that guest a little bit later. However, I wanted to give you guys some background on what Legend Eva and I have been trying to um, bring into fruition. We have wanted to do a male species segment for a very long time. The reason why we hadn't been able to do it is because, um, A, we just couldn't find the right male that's going to come on to this show and just tell all, be real, um, live in his truth. Um, That's what we're all about on this podcast, and anything less than that would be uncivilized. So, um, the male species segment, I know you guys are probably wondering what that's about, has nothing to do with human anatomy. Let's just put that out there. It's really just to focus on men and their relationships and what it's like from their point of view. I think... Oftentimes, not on just this podcast, so many others, a lot of times when we discuss relationships, they're mostly discussed from a woman's point of view. Um, A lot of times it has to do with victimization, women are being hurt, women are being played, women are being disrespected, you know, and so many other instances. But I feel like we can't keep making this about women or like women are the only ones that go through some shit. Men experience things when it comes to relationships just as much as women do. I just think that women don't vocalize it as much as men do. Um, You know, and if they do have a bad experience with a woman, one woman, maybe they really cared about, they're kind of not going to put all of that on the front line. So since they don't talk about it, a lot of people have this misconception that Nothing ever happens to them. Like they're not done wrong or they don't go through things that we go through in relationships or or dating in general. So um, this guest is going to help us kick off this segment and it means so much to me. Like shout out to him. It really means a lot to me and I hope that you guys enjoy it. Hello everyone. As I told you guys, um, today Legend Eva won't be with us and I'm going to have to do this interview by myself and this guest that I've been 
very excited that he agreed to have come on is uh, goes by the name of Darnell, and he is from Talking Greasy Podcast, one of my favorite podcasts um, out of all the different ones that I listen to. So um, without further ado, I guess I'll let him let the audience know or listeners know, you know, what's it like for him on his podcast or anything else you want to share with the people? Hey, well, first things first, uh, introduction and letting me on the show. My name is Darnell. I am one half of the Talking Weezy podcast. We have been around for a year, and we are a podcast where we have open-ended, honest conversations, and we're not afraid to pull punches. No, that you guys aren't. I can honestly say that. That's one of the things that kind of um, attracted me to your podcast. Of course, I mean, with me just coming out, we're new. We're also way on the other side of the country. So I'm sure we probably don't get retweeted too much onto your timeline or on SoundCloud. You may not often see um, a repost. And I guess I should probably let you know, because with me reaching out to you, you know, and letting you know that I was a fan, um, not just of the episode um 56 i think it was but just in general um how i was able to find you was i believe i started following um crystal clear and i know she's very popular in the podcast community and yes 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 she's an inspiration to to many i love her but then i think it was anything goes got posted on to um the timeline by her so that's when I first saw you guys and then I listened to that episode after that I kind of scrolled all the way down to like some of your first few episodes and kind of was binge listening and it was just the energy you know with you um Kim and is it Whitney someone that you have um from time to time I hope I'm not messing up the names but um uh, nah, we don't have a witness. It's just uh, me and Kim. We're the, uh, we're the creators. We used to okay. have a host named, named Serenity. Oh, okay. I'm totally sorry. I'm always butchering somebody's name. <laughs> but, um, yeah. <laughs> but anyways, um, yeah, it was just um, great, you know, and I think that you guys make great choices when you guys do do collaborations or you have somebody featured on an episode. You know, I've just been feeling it, you know, um, ever since. But again, you know, I couldn't only say but so much in that DM that I sent you, you know, asking you to come on the show. So now I can explain to you, you know, why I felt you would be a perfect uh, gentleman to use for a segment that my co-host, Legend Even I've been wanting to do, and it's called the Male Species segment, where we kind of just want to take some time to bring like awareness to what it's like for men when they are in relationships. You know, I think on pretty much every podcast, even including ours, when we're talking about relationships, it seems like we're always more so talking about it from a woman's point of view or like women are the victims and you know, they've been done wrong and this, that, and the other. And I think that sometimes we got to flip this thing because it's not just men out here doing women wrong. I think that it goes both ways. 
um, you know, so once I listened to episode 56 and you shared your story, I was like, I have to ask him. I was a little bit nervous. I was scared. But I said, okay, the worst he could say is, 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 is no, you know, and I'm glad that I did ask you. This is true. I think that just with us being, you know, host on on podcasts, I think that your listeners always can appreciate the real and, and the rawness because we're on this platform where, you know, people can just, you know, put their earbuds in or if they got the aux cord and, and we're coming through the speakers while they're in their car and we just don't know who we can impact. You don't know who can relate to you. And we're all humans, so sometimes, I mean, even on my podcast, I've had to share some things that necessarily I probably wasn't proud of, but I felt good about it. It was it was like a release for me, you know, um, just, you know, living, reliving, you know, some events from, from my past that ended up being relevant based on the topics we had chose um, for for some of the episodes, but yeah, it's just it's just courageous, and and I appreciated um, hearing you know your story. Well, uh, the truth is like a double edged sword, though. 
can release it to you, but it's a burden to everybody else because everybody hasn't met you there in that world of honesty. So sometimes it can be isolating, but sometimes, like you said, it can be refreshing to other people around you as well. But hey, man, I went through that too. Hey, I can finally open up about it. Or I finally feel good to, you know, talk this face out, which, which is good, especially as a man. Like, if you get a man to open up, that 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 means you really having some some really good conversations and and no disrespect to women, not not all women, but I think some women have lost that that touch to getting a man open up naturally because uh, it's it's just a, a skill that's not really necessary because you know because nowadays if relationships don't good don't good or dudes don't want to open up, it's like okay, you got like three other niggas calling you or texting. You. So it's not a big deal. Or even if you're in your older years and the guys aren't coming in as they used to. I mean, uh, uh, relationship, uh, being in a relationship or not being in a relationship, you I mean, sometimes the peace is worse leaving somebody. This is true. This is true. I'd have to agree on that. But I like what you just mentioned, and it's funny because I have, like, a list of questions here that I wanted to ask you and you just made it a little mini segue into what you were saying about women have lost, you know, their touch with being able to, you know, get in tune with that vulnerable side of a man or making him feel like he can put his wall down if he does have up one and be willing to just be open and communicate um, effectively. And I feel like a lot of women um, complain about the way in which men do communicate in relationships. They feel as if, you know, I've heard plenty of women say, you know, that either you're not communicating effectively or you just don't know how to do it as a whole. I think that men do have their own way of communicating. I just think it's vague. You know, it's, it's, you're not just going to put it all out on the surface. There's going to be some layers to it. But um, with women, we're so detailed. Like, you know, if we have to explain to you that you made us feel some type of way, we're going to tell you that we felt that type of way on July 5th at 4.52 p.m. And I was wearing this and this happened and she could tell you everything you did that day and you probably would be sitting there stuck like, okay. And I've had to learn that men don't don't get too deep into that. That's just not what, what you do. And sometimes it does come across as you may not care or maybe you're not wanting to be on the same accord or same communication channel as your lady. But... I don't think that a woman getting upset or frustrated or lashing out helps the process. It doesn't. And I'm not saying that as if I'm perfect all the time. Sometimes my communication is just not all together. Um, in my younger years, I was a horrible communicator, but I always used to say it was, it was a guy because it was easy. It's always easy to point the finger at somebody else. But when I look back, I don't think I was a good communicator. I, I mean, at that time, it was easy for me to say somebody else was the issue. But, yeah, I struggle with that as well. So I think now that I am, you know, in my 30s and I'm a little unmarried, you know, and a little bit more seasoned, I can look at myself and also look at other people and I can kind of point it out like, you know, 
it's not just about men. We can't just throw everything on them. Women got to take some accountability for their shortcomings as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's think of a relationship as one person is going to be the, uh, the student and one person is going to be the teacher. Okay. And I got this from I got this from uh, Zoe Williams uh, YouTube. But yeah, one, one partner is, is the student and one is the teacher. First thing first, both of these roles can always change. You're going to know something they don't and vice versa. But my thing is in some relationships, especially with women, it's like, love me this exact way that I thought it up. Which, which women, which women never see as like a super arrogant, off-putting thing, because what you're basically, what you're essentially saying is, I'm not loving you the right way, or my love isn't enough, which can, which, which again, let's go back to a male's ego. Mm-hmm. We don't love that often. So when we do do it, we, we might be a little off. We may not know if the right things to say. And then you say that on top of that, that's damaging your man. Now, if, now better way to say it, because I'm all about being honest, is, hey, listen, I know you love me. I love you. You show it this way, I show it that way. Okay. But I, but I feel I would feel more of your love if you tried this, because because a little bit of direction and a little bit of respect goes so far away. Like like women really get how far respect and a little direction will get you because nowadays we're under this this thing where I basically want to control the relationship and you know myself myself included but to be a leader you don't mean you know everything and it don't, and and then second off you being a leader you have to understand what the group needs and sometimes the group gonna need more than you or it's gonna need you to play to play secondary and I and most people forget their trait in leadership this is true well, it's always too, I think, like a a, a constant um, battle too when you're mentioning, you know, leadership and who should, you know, sometimes take direction. I think that sometimes those, the roles should be shared. Um, but I also feel like society has always made it seem as if, you know, the man should lead and the woman should, should follow. Then you have some, to me... That theory does work in in certain instances or aspects of a relationship. I don't think that it applies to all. Um, but then, you know, some women are just super independent and they instantly think that sometimes that that means, you know, oh, you know, ain't nobody going to run me and ain't nobody going to tell me what to do and, you know, this, that, and the third. And sometimes I don't even think that's necessarily you know, always the intent with the man. Um, maybe if that's what, if that's the standard that he sets for his relationships, that he wants to maybe be a provider or he wants to be the person that takes care of this and maybe you just put your feet up. I don't think it's taking anything away from you. 
I just feel that that's just how it's sometimes perceived with women. And maybe sometimes it could be because of, you know, things in their past. I don't know their their upbringing, but I don't think that every man is trying to just have complete control of every situation with their lady. I mean, I mean, not really, because because then you get into a complete dictatorship and, and then, I mean, that's good depending on what type of woman you're with and what type of guy you are. Because if you're the type of guy who's smart and can make most of the decisions for the relationship, then go ahead. But, but if we're talking relationships long term, I can't, I can't be alpha and omega all the time because eventually something's going to happen to me. I'm going to get sick. I'm going to get weak. I'm going to lose a job. Something's going to happen to me, especially as a black male. Something definitely sooner or later is going to happen to me and I need my replacement or my backup to be just just as or at least half as knowledgeable as I am. That is, that definitely um, makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I mean that's the whole I think behind the concept of you know somebody being your 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 better half, and I th- I agree with you. I think that people need to be flexible and willing to reverse the roles. Um, I've had to go through a situation um, like that before. Um, when I first started dating my my husband, I was unemployed and I was a mess. I had just got laid off. And, you know, if we went on a date anywhere, he would have to pay for everything, and I hated it. But that was a complex that just had something to do with me and what I was going through, and also because I was raised by someone that's always, you could pay for your own, you can do this. My mom is, like, overly independent. So sometimes he just used to be like, hey, I care about you. I'm not looking at you like you're a, you know... A beggar, you know, you're a single mom. I know your unemployment's minimum. Just let me take care of it. But I just used to be like, no, I don't want to go because this. But when I look back, I think that that was so silly. And I'm just glad that he was patient enough, you know, to move forward. Because somebody else would have been like, I don't have time for that. You know what I'm saying? But um, when it goes back to leadership skills, you were a guy who can assist the situation and not just be the angry guy or the bossy guy or the, or the you know, let me get away from you. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, I guess what I um also had written down here, I know you were talking about, um like, trust. I know that's kind of like a, a big piece because most relationships have to be built off some type of foundation, and the foundation usually is trust. Probably a few months back, I was listening to the Real and Raw podcast, and um, a host, Jones, um, had said this particular line. And he was like, we don't trust as easily as women because we're not supposed to. Like, what's your take on his philosophy regarding men and trust? Oh, well, that's definitely a thing because uh, I'm not always the best judge of character. So, you know, I ask my friends for, you know, I go to my friends for advice from time to time. And my friend uh, EJ, he said, trust but verify. Right. And and that's, and that's kind of what I'm sticking with because otherwise, 
you just on the island by yourself, and that's and that's not good production as far as you know you trying to be an entrepreneur, you being a good worker, you being a good uh, mate or family member. That's just not a good mentality. So uh, what I do is I give you enough trust, and I see what you do with it. I see if I I I, I, I do. I'm just a people watcher, and I have no problem cutting you off of me, and I'm like, listen, I mean, you're not backing up what you're saying. I don't have no problems with you. God bless you. I'm moving around. And, and the reason why it's so hard for men to make these full-fledged investments in women, because, I mean, just just being honest, and, and, I, and maybe not all of us, but a lot of us had our dirty dog days, and... And we and we seen girls with love in their eyes talking to their boyfriends, their husbands, and and they end up liking you for some reason. True. True. And, there are and, some of those out there. And then and then when you get in a relationship, like you have this guilty conscience because you you won't cheat on your girl. Even even if you won't cheat on your girl, everything that you've done or used to do runs through your head. So it's like partially you waiting on karma, partially you have church issues, and then partially you really doubt the woman that you're with. This is true. That that is true. Yeah, cause yeah, yeah. That's the thing about um, you know, some of the things that we do. I do believe that karma does kind of come back around, but then I also believe that someone can can change. You know, um, um, you know, some people might, you know, say that they probably would have ruled my husband out. He was in a six year relationship before me. And he admitted that within that six years, he cheated twice. I felt that that was great. It was honesty because I knew who he was, you know, before me and I wasn't used to anyone being so honest. You know, most people want to tiptoe around that. Not people, meaning guys, like before him that I would meet. It's always, oh, you know, I had to leave the relationship because of this excuse or that excuse. And then, you know, somewhere through the grapevine, you're going to find out that he probably, he wasn't faithful, you know, or the truth ends up being revealed, but they never usually would admit that up front. But I found that very attractive that somebody... You know, and I didn't judge him for that or rule him out because he explained to me why he did what he did the two times that he did cheat in the six-year relationship that he was in. Um, but, you know, some women, um, you know, probably hear that and they're going to go running for the hills because then there's also that theory that once a cheater, always a cheater. I don't agree with that, but um, I don't know what your take on that. Well, well, when it comes to cheating, it, dep uh, it depends on the cheat. It, a, why did you do it? B, what were you missing? And C, would you do it again? And three, uh, who, how many people know you cheated? Right. Like, and, and those are factors to whether I would stay or, like, in your case, start a relationship with somebody. Cause, right. But like you, like you said, the more honest I feel is coming off, the more... I'm willing to give it a chance, but but there, there are such things as red flags and getting information like that early that you should pay attention to. Absolutely. I don't, 
Yeah. Well, I guess still going, no cheating, trust, it's all the same thing. So due to you, I guess, being done wrong um, in, mm -hmm. I guess, your last relationship, has that altered, you know, your your trust levels or your, your openness to, like, you know, let someone, you know, come in? Well, well yeah, but she, she, she was the cake in the icing, and the past couple of years, the other women, they were, like, the sprinkles and the decorations, and, <laughs> uh, when my, and then when my mother passed, that was the last flames on the cake. I see. Because, so we're talking about me from age 18, and my birthday was Sunday. This so past Sunday? Yes, ma'am. Oh, my gosh. Happy birthday. Mine's was Friday. You're a Sagittarius. Sure. Wow. Okay. All righty. That explains a lot. I'm sorry, I'm one of those people that's all into the signs, but yeah, I'll let you um, um continue. I don't want you to lose your thought. Nah, nah, me too. So we're talking about, so we're talking about a decade of mistrust. Wow. Okay. Okay. So, so this isn't going to be something I just shake off, and I just brush off because. Sexually, I haven't been there with another woman since 2014, and and if I did, and then if I did do something, it'd be like maybe maybe a kiss, maybe some some quick head, maybe maybe uh, uh, a hug or touchy feely. But I wouldn't, I I couldn't see myself fully investing or trusting because of this this decade of uh, being done wrong and. At the same time, you know, I I played my part. I didn't I didn't cheat, but there was some stuff as a grown man I should have handled or, or left the table from that I that I just didn't. That you know, certain mistakes I wouldn't make now that I made then. So it it, it was all part of the process or a process of my life. Right. Okay. So, do you? It seems like when you're saying it's 10 years of mistrust, you know, that's, that's, a, that's a lot. That's, that's a decade. So do you have any, like, at least good times to, to reflect on? I mean, before that, like, I don't know, like, because my next question was, was going to be what, you know, what was your trust level before you know, this, this situation, but now that you told me it in a little bit more depth about, you know, 10 years of mistrust, ah, uh, yeah, so I don't, I guess now I, I couldn't, say as if I was just that type of person that didn't have an open mind, I could never probably listen, like, to that episode, or even before you admitted that in episode 56, and I would listen to you, and you would make little, you know, little sneak disses towards women, I never really felt like you were bitter, I always felt like this has to come from a place, like, something happened, like, no one just wakes up 
one morning and then all of a sudden their outlook on women and if they'll trust them is 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 just going to change because they woke up on the left side of the bed instead of the right i i knew it but i just but once you like put it out there i was like i knew it i knew you weren't just like you know a bitter bobby i didn't i didn't get that from you at all yeah and and you bring up another great point. Uh, the reason why I put all this out there was a to get it off my chest and to start being more respectful to women. And then two, I wanted to when I say something bad about women or something I think women are doing wrong, we can have an open, honest conversation. Versus, like you said, the uh, the the bitter Bobby. I, I didn't want to be labeled that for myself. From myself, I really want to to have these open-ended conversations so that way men can be better and women can be better because both men and women are sitting on this high course of I'm not wrong. True. You're right. Accountability is like in in rare form. Uh, this is true. Yeah, and uh, the only reason all this... Uh, you know what? I did have good times. I did have good times with these women, but if these good times are based in lies, it means nothing. This is true. That yeah. that that that's a solid solid response. I I have to respect respect you, and you know, and seeing where your your point of view came from, or where some of those comments, you know, you wouldn't make. I mean, I would. I never took it personal, you know, things that you have said, but I, I have noticed the transition in you as well. You know, that you're, you know, not taking the little jabs, you know, as much as much as you used to. But when you were, I'm sorry, I, I would get a kick out of it, chuckle a bit. But that's because I'm not one that's easily offended. Um, and, and you know, and that's another reason why I did it, because, um, well, we used to have a co-host who easily used to fall for those and I and I just knew that would be her and some girls literally never listened to the episode and they would hear me uh, on chopping it up with Q or talking 30 and they would literally be like this guy is trash this guy is is worthless he hates black women and and it, it, it was so amusing to me because I was like, no, I have a platform where women can say whatever they want. They can clap back at dudes. We we talked about, a, a woman on our show talked about her getting sexually assaulted and had the pleasure to put the guy on blast. Right. And I, I loved every minute of it. And, I, and I, not all. Because I, I got to give it to my co-host. She really does uh, complete me as far as in the show and outside the show. Okay. She really does uh, uh, rock with me. That a lot of those female-driven episodes were my idea. Like, I don't know I don't know how long you've been listening. But, you know, after the anything goes, we had the salon, salon talk episode, right? Yes. With all girls having a, a real conversation about womanhood, right? right? That was my idea. That was my idea. I said, I want to hear from women. If if I gave it to the time for the fellas, it's definitely time for the ladies. Kim, are you ready? <laughs> yeah, and I like that too because I, I felt like it was kind of like a, 
yeah, like it was like a follow up from from anything goes. I I liked that. Um, and now that you're telling me, you know, the how that idea uh, came came about, I think that's dope. Um, you know, your your content, I I admire it. Um, and how you go about choosing, I don't know if it's all you or some of it is. Um, you know, Kim. You know, Kim, or if it's a, you know a joint a joint effort. But I just I just love it. You guys are just constantly putting out material you know us we're bi-weekly we just seem to be a little stagnant sometimes what i what ideas i think sometimes we overthink it um you know but we're new to this we just we just came out end of march so you know but um back to the subject yeah subject at hand i do like that yeah again that you have transitioned you've provided your listeners um, you know, with an explanation, you didn't owe it to anybody, but I think you were mostly, you know, doing it for your yourself because you don't want anyone, you know, assassinating your character or thinking that, you know, you were bitter or just wanted to, you know, attack, attack women. Uh, no, 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 she's going to assassinate my character mm -hmm. all day because that's, that's what people do. That's like, you can do all right, all wrong. People are gonna attack you. My, the reason why I did that was to a uh, content for the show, b be honest, and see somebody else is going through that, and I don't want them to not have at least some processing tools to kind of figure out that they move. That that was my thing, cause uh, Kim is in it to have the discussion and debate. I'm in it to make you think. I think so, yeah, and I love, like, you know, a lot of the questions that you do, like, yeah, what's your content, the type of questions that you usually ask those, you know, that come on when you're interviewing them, yeah, you're you're really good at that, yes, I, I have to give you full props to the fullest extent. Um, I also wanted to ask you something about, like, okay, emotions, you know, when it comes to men. I know that we're, women are just always deemed as the more emotional. That just seems like what it always, always, we get put in that box all the time. You know, we're always being, you know, emotional. But then the moment that a man wants to show emotions, you know, somebody want to call him a bitch or, you know, he's a crybaby, he's doing this, he's weak. I mean, what what is your take on that? I personally feel that, it's just a little a little biased. It's like women want men to feel if he does express feelings, then it's a negative. So it's kinda like we gotta make up our minds here about what it is what it is that, that we want from from men. Well well let's get the other one out the room. Uh women aren't progressive. Mm -hmm. Like that that's not that's not one. They see men as paycheck making uh, 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 dig all the way down, make him, make him come a thousand times. Um, uh, Mr. Handsome, Mr. In the Gym, Mr. Mr. I'll be, uh, Mr. Einstein. And in that, in that description, there's no room for hurt. I need help. Tears. There's no, there's no safe place in that for that. So your first thing first is change the imagery of men uh, to create a, self, a safe place for a man 
to be that open and honest with you. And then third, and third, to just tell you, man, hey, listen, I know you handle X, Y, and Z, but if you have a problem with me or you got something that you just got to get off your chest, let me know it. And if, if there's anything I can do to make you comfortable, let me know. Don't, like, I know this sounds special that you're almost quote-unquote baby and a grown man, but every blue moon, he needs that. Like, now when it's time, when it's grind time, bills, baby, I need X, Y, and Z fixed because you know how to fix X, Y, and Z, then it's time to man up. But also, you know, just like in the military and peace times, you know, enjoy the peace. Make things more peaceful for him because he's not used to his, he's not used to dealing with his failures in a non, you know, expressive way. So you gotta, you gotta, you gotta teach him it's okay to have these feelings. Tell him the ramifications for these feelings and give him a, a safe place to, to, to use those feelings. Cause, I mean, let's put it out there. If your strong, sexy husband, you know, makes you feel this great way and then he switches to this, I need this emotional need, and you have an emotional need, to be honest, you're going to worry more about yours a little bit more than him because to you, you don't see him as needing it more than you sometimes. That's true. I I can actually take ownership and say, yeah, probably in certain instances where I know that I just need to vent. I need to get it all out. I mean, I'm not really that big on tears. I don't really do waterworks. But if there was an instant where I need to, I can honestly say, yeah, that, um, you know, he's going to definitely be there. But for me, I think sometimes I'll give him space to let him sort things out first before I try to come to the rescue. And it doesn't mean that I don't care. I guess it's just that that mentality. I'm guilty of it too. Like, okay, you know, he's a man. He's going to take control of it. But I'm just going to be like, you know, behind the curtain, you know. We can pull the entire curtain back and he can, I'm, all, I'm here if he's ready. But... Some Not all the time, and I will say that in my marriage, do I take the first step. Sometimes I do wait wait for him to, to say something. I don't think that, it, that that system has harmed us in any way, but at this moment, it's kind of like what you say. You ask questions or you raise points. That'll make somebody think. Now you do have me thinking like, hey, should I say something more sometimes, you know, and not always, you know, just feeling like masculinity and testosterone and all this stuff when the bottom line is you're a human you know y'all are humans too you guys feel whether you express it or put it on the on the front line or on front street you're still going through something you know definitely and, and that is so downplayed it's ridiculous which I mean, again, let me quote Zoe Williams, your man has limits. And 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 unfortunately, especially with our black men, we don't we don't we don't get cries filled. They just get more they drink more, they have sex more, or God forbid, you know, some domestic violence or or some anger or 
Right. And that's why that's why these talks and and making your man feel comfortable is so important. Like I I I try to tell every homegirl like that how important being your man's peace of mind is so important. I would have to agree. Um, we have um an episode uh, which was our fourth episode where um, I brought on my brother-in-law. He's like a psychology major. And we kind of talked about the constant division between black men and women. And um, he kind of mentioned something that you did. You know, it's kind of like black men already have it hard as it is. Their backs are always against the wall. They already have to carry the weight of the world on their shoulders or how they're automatically perceived the moment they walk in a room, you know, you know, they show up to an interview or just anything. They come walking in, in a store. You know, there's there's these type of thoughts. So, you know, when he comes home and, you know, leaves his boots at the door and, you know, he closes that door officially, yeah, you're supposed to be, be you know, the peace. The war's on the outside, but home, where his heart is, which is you, you know, he shouldn't have to feel like he's fighting another war you know, with you, and, um, you know, it's, it's, it's just a tough thing, in some instances, you know, black women are accused of, of crippling, you know, black men, meaning as boys, you know, because of the whole, you know, single mothers, and things of that nature, I won't try to touch too much on that, but then, you know, I also feel like sometimes they need the, the extra support, it's just, about balance. You got to know when you're not crippling, you know, a brother, and then know when he he does need you, you know. And those moments where he may need you, it doesn't make him him weak. Yeah, definitely, because I got to a place where I, I never wanted to date ever again because I felt like, uh, well, first thing first, I'm, 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 I'm pouring from an empty cup. Ooh, that's I, deep. I okay. Have, I, I'm kind of empty on the inside, and because of that, that, that made me have weight gain. It made me have health problems. It made me have intimacy problems and trust issues, and it all stems from that. And now I'm in the rebuilding phase because, uh, just like we, I, I hit, uh, message you, I was sick and I was stuck in a room for the past two or three days until, uh, uh, I had to take a certain type of medicine and, and then I started feeling better and I just had nothing but time to reflect and a lot, a lot of my problem was I kept trying to give my all when a I had enough, but then I tried to give out to two uh, to the wrong person, or I had nothing and I tried to give it to the right person. Right. So it was a double-edged sword, and I don't think I'm no horrible guy. I think I could be somebody's boyfriend or somebody's husband. I those both of those roles have. Uh, I've done fine in, well, I, I could have been somebody's husband, let me say that, I could have been fine in that role, 
but you know, there's still some things I gotta do financially, like get on my feet, uh, and a few other things I gotta handle that I'm just not ready for. And if you're my quote unquote love of my life, I mean, I find it disrespectful me offering you nothing. That's very honorable of you to, you know, admit that, you know, like you said, your cup, you know, is, is, you know, you're pouring it, but you know, it's a bit empty, you know, you're, you're not necessarily where you want to be currently, but you're, you're working on that actively and you don't want to shortchange anybody. And I think that that's um, dope, you know, for you to be able to admit that. And if you're going to be able to communicate that to, you know, a lady that, you you may come across and let her know because then there's also those men that they are in the same space that you are right now but because they feel like oh I don't want this one to, to go or you know I don't want to miss out on this opportunity they're still gonna try to pursue someone when they're not even right within themselves and then that becomes becomes a problem opportunity because it is so easy to lie to women because we're, we're basically selling you what you want. If you're in the desert and I got water bottles full of water, that's not a hard thing. Okay. So, and then, and then another thing is uh, you go into survival mode. And survival mode is I'm going to hurt you before you hurt me. Absolutely. Yeah, that's the game that I think is like trending absolutely, you know, in society right now, you know, I'm a savage or I'm sure you saw that meme, you know, well, it's not even a meme. It was literally, I guess, like a tweet or whatever Chris Brown had just put up recently, you know, he only got one relationship left in him, you know, and if that doesn't work out, he's basically gonna, you know, turn into savage mode or just be a dog. You know, and it's just crazy that 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 that's the that's the mindset. I mean, I'm not knocking anybody because if that's what you're going through, hey, I went through a stage like that. You know, it just happened in my early 20s. Yeah, where I felt like, you know, I don't have I don't have no heart. I'm like numb to all of this. Or I used to say things such as, you know. You can't do nothing to me that I ain't already had done. Okay, so I'm going into this situation and I'm automatically um, putting negativity in the universe. Yep, you probably gonna be talking to somebody else. So what? Who cares? Next, you know, moving right along. Oh, you know, you're gonna cheat. Okay, you lied about this. Yep, okay, I figured you was gonna do that anyways. You know, I don't give a fuck, blah, blah, blah. You know, but I can honestly say that that was very draining at that time in my life. It was because as much as you're putting on this facade that you don't you don't care or maybe maybe you don't feel you are feeling but what you're doing is it's kind of like the UPS person comes and they ring the doorbell and you're not going to come downstairs and sign for the package. You're just going to keep letting your packages pile up outside and you're never opening them and, and, and dealing with it, any trauma or, or anything like that. 
And yeah, you are, you are cold, but sometimes you're also, your negative feeds off a of negative. So it's kind of like every time if you're going to into a situation with that mindset, that's probably what you're going to get out of it, unfortunately. Well, if you're in the negative space, see nothing but negative things, you bring up, you bring never registers, oh, there is positive out there. So yeah, you just can't see it. Yeah, you can't see it. Yeah, we talked about that, and um, I think that's our 13th episode. I think it was Channel Your Focus, and kind of like how you had to, I think you've talked about a little bit, not too much in depth, you know, about being unhappy or, like, depression, and I think, like, you know, I didn't kind of use those words, but I guess I, in so many no, words, no, 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 words, yes. Yeah, I, I didn't, yeah, meaning when I was sharing my story of unhappiness, I didn't come, like, right out to the audience and just say, hey, I was depressed. But then when I, like, have gone back and I've listened to that episode again, I'm like, yeah, I was depressed. I just used unhappy because that's just, when I was telling the story, that's how it flowed. But, you know, in, in that episode, you know, Legend Eva and I were saying, my co-host, yeah, that. Yeah, when you're in that dark space in your life, like that light, when they keep talking about there's light at the end of the tunnel, you just do not see it. It's like it's nothing that anybody or anything can really do to pull you out of it or to get you to see it. You have to be willing to see it. Yeah, but when we talk about relationships, I mean, just like you can miss the red flags, you can miss the hope. Yeah. And, and sometimes people don't see breaking up as a good thing, which which we need to which we need to work on as a society. Cause, uh, I mean, I don't care if it's a marriage, I don't care if it's a relationship. Sometimes the end is a good thing. Well, the end sometimes is the beginning. Exactly, but we never, but we never play it like that. We like, oh, you're gonna be single again. You're gonna be lonely. Somebody else is gonna lie to you. Blah blah blah. It's like it's like you're going from bad to worse. And it's like, no. This person wasn't right for me. I'm fine now. They're doing whatever they wanna do with whoever they want and I don't have to deal with that. I'm fine now. Like we like we really put more value on relationships and marriage instead of peace of mind. This is true. I've never really um, looked looked at it looked at it that way, but I could never sit sit here and disagree with you in in this moment. Yeah, I know a lot of I know, and it's when I guess that kind of goes back to you know I guess me and you share some of the same views. I think I just probably um, display them or or explore the view from a different angle than you would because we also did a most re our most recent what most recent episode was you know marriage is trending and i was just saying that i don't even know if people are really getting married because of of marriage and what it tells sometimes i think it's just permanent companionship or it's the thing to do or they figure that's the way to lock down someone or that or because they really think that it could 
increase their chances of never like being alone again. And if you're going into yeah. uh, a marriage, you know, with that mindset, you're sadly mistaken. Um, yeah, which is which is so sad because how many guys and girls they're never not dating somebody, they're never not sleeping with somebody. Like I stay away from those type of people because not because. Cause you're not, cause then you're not even in a relationship with them. You're a drug. You're just another hit. You're you're right. Sometimes I look at those people that have like relationships back to back to back to back, and oh, this is bad. Oh, I'm so in love, and oh, I think this is gonna be the one. I'm gonna get married, and I'm just like. I when I look at it, cause I mostly see like a woman doing it, you know, on, and half the time it's usually displayed on social media. So when I see that, and then I look at, you know, the guy that's the current guy, whoever he's saying personally, I always say, does he not see the pattern? So yeah, since this, this is about the male and kind of your perspective, I mean, are, are men aware of that kind of stuff? Like, do, do they see the pattern? Because sometimes I feel like they be all all diving into it. And I'm like, but she was just that equally passionate about the guy before, like how she is about you. And that, that, that I don't know. I can't get with that. Well, well, some guys, they're just blinded by the, by the ass or the lust of the, the new relationship. True. Um, I, I said I said this on the show. Women call me rude or crude, but I say it. I don't even know if I like you to my first nut. Yes, I've heard you say. Yes, I've heard you say it. <laughs> and and the reason I always I always use that joke is because I feel like everything before that is me trying to rope you in. Right. Like and once I caught it, that's that's most of the thrill going right there. It's not even now the vagina is immaculate. It's not downplayed, but majority of the thrill is you don't want me to have this, so I gotta get it. Right. And once I get it, and once I get it, it's like oh, I got it. Right. <laughs> and and that's why and and I know this sounds funny. But I told my homegirls, I said, listen, you're an adult woman. Go buy you a 36-pack full of condoms, all sizes, and tell the dude, listen, you ain't got to win me over. If you want to just have sex, let me know. I'm either going to say yes or no, and we can get this thing popping, and we can have a real conversation after. If you really like him like that, because he's either going to, A, think you're fast, B, respect it and get his money, or, or C, if he's really thinking, he's like, well, damn, she's trying, she's trying to figure out me sooner. Because, because, like I said, everything before that is, a, is just a game. Now, see, when you were uh, are speaking upon situations like that, now let's just say you were saying that the woman was putting that offer on the table. Now, you know that when a guy comes at a woman like that, oh, gosh, it's he's so disrespectful, he's so that. And I was having a conversation with 
another female before and she said, you know, she met a dude, went out for drinks. You know, they were texting and then, you know, he said that he didn't want a relationship right now. He doesn't want to do the courting thing. He don't want to take people on dates. He kind of just wants to text, you know, hang out and then just smash occasionally. That's what he was looking for. And one friend she went to advice for was like, he is so disrespectful. He's this, he's that. And then when she came to me with it, I was like, I can only respect it. I said, because everybody's always talking about, you know, you're getting, you're getting lied to, but someone's being honest with you. So, I mean, at that point, at least they're not robbing you of the opportunity to make a choice for yourself. Now, the only time I feel like it's a problem is when a guy, let's just say, starts dating you, but don't tell you that. He's living with a whole woman and then lying and juggling. So, th th yeah, that's not cool. But if someone's laying it out there and they're telling you this is the situation and you have an option because you're grown, you you make the choice. And if it's either you want to deal with it or you don't. And if he comes, he says that to you and you don't want to deal with it, I don't think that he was disrespectful and that. It, I mean, well, once again, it's all about verbiage, how how he said it. But she said he didn't say it disrespectful. He kind of said it. I was paraphrasing how he said it, but that's the way he put it. I don't think it was disrespect at all. And, and you know what? I tell my homegirls, I said this in college, I said this in high school, I said this as adults. I said, which one do you respect more? The guy who just come up and ask you for ass or the guy who who uh, dates you and then y'all break up abruptly and you don't know why? True. Because, uh, I mean, no, no shame. Some of y'all got a boyfriend or a husband just because he stayed for the state. Some of y'all got a full-fledged boyfriend or husband right now. It's just because he was trying to get some cookie and he stayed long after he got uh, his cookies at the cookie truck. This is true. This is true. Um, there was there was some talks or thoughts. I don't know if they're podcasts. I don't know what kind of page they are, but I know. I ended up, they followed me, and I ended up following them back on my personal page. And they said that, I guess, you know, there's this trend that's going on where guys will be with the woman like eight years, break up with her, get with the new girl, and then be engaged to her like within like a year and a half. And then, you know, the ex is usually bitter and like, oh, you know, I gave eight years or whatever. And then I commented under that post. Sometimes I don't because I don't feel like getting in a whole heated debate with people. But in this time, I was like, you know what? If someone's going to refute my argument, then we'll just go have to go toe for toe. But I was saying one thing I will tell you about men, which I've learned, is that there's a thin line between their time spent and their time invested. A man could spend eight years of his life with you. Yep, he spent that time. But that doesn't mean he invested anything into you that entire time. A man then could date date Shorty that, yeah, he's only been with her a year and a half. He considered her an investment within that, that period of time. And he's willing to commit and make it long-term 
and wants to give her his last name because he considered her something he could invest in long term. But just because you was with somebody for eight years, it's kind of like what you said. It, it 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 doesn't always mean anything. Yeah, but it, it, the only reason those long term relationships last are for three reasons: a, you need the other person. You literally cannot physically or monetarily live without this person. Mm-hmm. B, B. And some men are smart who do this. You can't financially carry a family, so you're saving up and working to get on your feet. And then see, see, you're too scared to get back out there. Because I don't care what you say, that, that I'm comfortable is a hell of a drug. Definitely. A hell of a drug. Because... I mean, uh, I mean, if you don't mind, how long have you and your husband been together? We've been together for three years, and we've been married for two. Okay, yeah, yeah. Now, let's say y'all been together for 20 years, right? Mm-hmm. God forbid. He cheat. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. It's <laughs> a big infraction, but one infraction for 20 years, I'm comfortable is a hell of a drug. By then, y'all probably got the nice house popping. Y'all, y'all, if you have another 10 or, uh, 10 or 20, get close to retirement and the kids and everybody else is gone. And, and like I said, I'm comfortable and I'm in love is a hell of a drug. Yeah, it's funny because, I mean, of course, if I'm in my situation, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't feel like that. But what you're, you're saying, even though I don't feel it applies to my situation, oh, I've seen some other people's situation. I've seen plenty of people, like, there was a co-worker I had that said that she, you know, people, other people listening to her, you know, when they hear that she had been married for like 14 years. And they just think, oh, man, like those years mean something. That's so great. That's what I want. But whole time she's plotting that once both of the kids got out of high school, she was filing for divorce. Like, yeah, so a lot of people do get married or are in long-term relationships with motives behind them. They, they, there are. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I'm not even going to... To, to to knock your your perspective on that that is that is factual there's a lot of people um i think like this whole thing with cardi b and offset people were talking about that and you know they got engaged so fast and some people were saying that they think that the motive is is finances she's like the hottest female rapper they're like one of the hottest female groups i guess right now you know and i guess it's a great time to collide you know, with each other. Some people have said that about Beyonce and Jay-Z when they first got together. Oh, that's a different... Yeah, it's... Hello, yeah. I mean, because... And then it's funny to me how... um, Speaking of them, not to get off topic, how... You know, they've been the goals for years, everyone. That's just, like, the power couple. But the whole time, and people think about how much money they have and this, that, and the other, 
but she be getting cheated on just like a regular girl right down the street. So it's like. Well, I, mean, I, mean, I, mean, I mean, no shade. Because uh, I, I, I like them both. Yes. Like, I mean, nobody's, nobody's above cheating. Hello. Right. Yes, let's be clear. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I, I'd have to agree on that. But you know how people idolize them and just think that that's like, that's like perfection. But, you know, clearly, clearly it's not. And, you know, every, everybody has different reasons, you know, for getting married and people have different reasons for staying married. Absolutely. Well, I know I've taken up about an hour of your time and I didn't want to go over too much because I know you got to get on with your, with your evening. But do you have any final words for women, I guess, in, in relationships or, um, I guess, you, oh, I guess here's probably the closing question. Like, what would Darnell like to see more women bring to the table when it comes to relationships? Um, patience, pictures, and compassion and understanding. Those three things are traits that women don't really see even necessary to give the men because that goes that, that conflicts with their image of what a man is strong, passionate, in control, uh, loving, uh, debonair, uh, sexually pleasing. But you have to compromise that idea and, and see a flawed human being. Why, why would God send a perfect being to an imperfect person? True. I mean, like, there's a reason God isn't on earth with all the flawed people. I mean, he gave you another flawed person because maybe that other person is your other half. Or or maybe that person is going to help you on your journey to find the other half of yourself. Because I want women to have those three traits to understand that relationships will not save you from your emotional hurt. It won't save you from none of your financial uh, mistakes you make. Relationship is a place of vulnerability, openness, and willing to work with another person. So be compassionate, comparing, and loving. That sounds, sounds uh, fair enough. I don't. I don't think that's that's too much. Think I think that should be should be a given, but it don't always work like that. It sure <laughs> don't. And and I would like to uh, thank you again for reaching out. I really appreciate appreciate that. And and you know, uh, say what you want with us. I I love when people listen to my show because I'd be so surprised people listen. But to 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 hear that it made you think this much and made us have this hour-long conversation. I, I, I love it. Thank you. Oh, no, thank you very much. And real quick, do you want to tell um, our audience, you know, where they can find you on social media, whether it's your personal or your your or your pods um, account? Okay. Well, let me get my uh, show out first. Uh, first off, we're talking Reezy. You can find us on Facebook. Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, Apple, 
Apple uh, Podcasts, app, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Google Play at Talking Greasy. You should see uh, some lips with a grill and a beneath it, Talking Greasy. Then if you want to follow my personal page, Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat, Darnell does it. All one word. And I thank you again, um, yeah, for allowing us, you know, to to talk this out. I know, and it went it went well. I think, um, you know, hopefully we can work together, you know, in the future. And um, this will be released um, next Wednesday. You know, um, I haven't decided if I, yeah, I haven't decided if. If my co-host, how I couldn't incorporate her. She said she really wanted to be on. I even told her I would have brought my daughter <laughs> in here so that she could have put her on speakerphone. But she was concerned that, that it might, like, ruin the the quality of the audio. So, I don't know if I'm... Well, I kind of... Well, I, I kind of... Well, mm-hmm. well, I'm going to say this on air and, and then I'm going uh, to go... Uh, <laughs> I mean, you, you, you have my number. You're more than willing to have a, a, the conversation. And uh, believe me, we got a we got a big year of Talking Greasy ahead of us. And uh, I would love to hear your input on future things. And I'll let you know a week or two in advance. So that way uh, you have more than enough time to organize with you and your cause. Yes, that would be great. Um, and God bless. And again, happy birthday from one fellow Sagittarius to the next. And um, hey, I appreciate that. that's right. And keep talking greasy. <laughs> Have a good hey. night. <laughs>